I used to be a total pig on the weekends. I would go out with my then boyfriend at the time when I lived back East and we would have like a whole entree and we would share an entree and we'd have appetizers and we'd have drinks. And then this would continue all weekend, party, eat, party, eat. And it just wasn't working for me and it was painful. Hello, fellow risk takers, and welcome to my worst investment ever. Stories of loss to keep you winning. In our community, we know that to win in investing, you must take risk, but to win big, you've got to reduce it. And I bet you're exposed to investment risk right now. To reduce it, go to myworstinvestmentever.com and download the risk reduction checklist I've made specifically for you based on the lessons I've learned from all my guests. Fellow risk takers, this is your worst podcast host, Andrew Stotts from A Stotts Academy. And I'm here with featured guest, Lisa Goldenthal. Lisa, are you ready to rock? Let's do this. I'm so excited, Andrew, to be here. Thanks for having me. Uh, It is my pleasure. And I'm really excited to tell the audience about you. And just for ladies and gentlemen, you know, this morning's been a busy morning and I've got a lot of going on. I exercise and I started to get a little bit tired. I thought I'm going to sit down and do this interview sitting down. But I decided based upon the fact that I'm interviewing Lisa, that I'm going to stand up and bring my energy. So let me introduce you to the audience. Lisa is the best-selling author of The Boss Weight Loss and creator of the original Skinny Jeans Workout that sold over 100,000 units in Target and Walmart. She has been featured in Life and Style Magazine, KTLA 5, CBS News, Thrive Global, and WebMD, and has 20-plus years of experience transforming clients' lives, including Cheryl Teagues, one of my idols when I was young, and Paul Zane Pilzer. <laughs> Lisa is recognized as an expert concierge lifestyle coach, creating customized meal and exercise plans for clients to combat sleep deprivation, stress, and unhealthy eating. <laughs> Ooh, I'm sure you have a large audience for that. She gets results for high impact CEOs and senior executives, busy entrepreneurs, and boss moms by holding them to the highest level of accountability to get in shape while increasing productivity and energy levels. She inspires clients to go from stuck to unstoppable in all areas of life. That's wellness, weight loss, business, and mindset. Lisa recently launched the Whole CEO Podcast with industry leaders in business, wellness, fitness, and mindset to discuss their insider secrets to being unstoppable, wrapped around their own personal journeys to dreaming bigger and never giving up no matter what. Lisa, take a moment and fill any further tidbits about your life. Oh my gosh, Andrew, thank you for that fabulous introduction. I, I just really think that that says it all. I don't want to go on and on and on anymore about me. It's just that I'm super passionate about making a difference and people are stuck. They've been complaining with this quarantine 15, the COVID-19 needing social distance from the fridge. And I want to help people become even more successful by investing in their own health. Mm, Fantastic. And, you know, it's so hard because when you are at home alone, you're locked up, you know, you're cooped up. It's so easy to just go into that fridge. It's so easy to just sit on that sofa. I just, you know, curious for, for the listeners out there. What one piece of advice would you give them that could help them to get through those days and make those days better? 
Oh, thank you for that question. I love that. My biggest success tip for being unstoppable in weight loss, in fitness, having a strong immune system, if you could only do one thing, I would say intermittent fasting is my favorite secret. Interesting. Interesting. And, you know, I just, when, when, the, when the virus came, the first thing I did, I live with my 82-year-old mother and I want to make sure that, you know, I'm healthy to make sure that I take care of her. And the first thing I did was I did a, a five-day fast, which means wow. only water. I was, took vitamins and of course, espresso. All right. I got to have some coffee. I mean, I'm not trying to kill myself, I mean, of course. but I, I know that there's definitely some good research out about how you can reset your immune system with a prolonged fast. Now you don't want to go too long. I think the amount was something like two to three days that you could reset the immune system. So not only does it have weight loss benefits, but it also, and I would even say the weight loss benefits are a little bit iffy because sometimes you can bounce back and, and eat a lot if you take a long period of time. But I just did another five-day fast last week. And so that just is water and vitamins. Of course, you should do that under medical supervision or at least keep track of all of your vitals as best you can. But I'm a big fan. So I love that. Anything else you'd add about the intermittent fasting that you- well, What you're talking about is straight up fasting and that's really good for your health, but there's been a lot of studies and a lot of research. In fact, there was a guy who won the Nobel prize in medicine in 2016, a Japanese doctor, a Shumi on all the health benefits that you get when you don't eat. So during times when you don't eat, you're like recycling dead cells and regenerating cells. You're putting yourself into a fat burning state. But what I do with my clients is we do 16, eight. So it's not really fasting. Yep. I call it that because people recognize it as that, but it's really a lifestyle change. It's just a meal timing. So if I could give you guys just one tip, it's like the old thinking of that. You have to eat small meals several times a day to keep your metabolism going is not necessarily true. And it's a myth. So I'd like to bust that myth right here and now. Intermittent fasting works for weight loss. It works for getting into a fat burning state instead of a sugar burning state, which who wouldn't want to be a fat burner? And it can help turn back the hands of time. And it is my personal secret fountain of youth because it's elevating your HGH, your human growth hormone levels at the same time. Mm -hmm. And you make an important distinction because what I did was just a prolonged fast versus what you're talking about is intermittent. And I would say from a health perspective, intermittent fasting is probably better because of the fact that you can maintain it consistently over time and you don't yeah. have a bounce back effect, which I know that you have if you do what I did. So for the listeners out there, follow Lisa, not me. All right. Well, they're, they're both good, but that was just my one ninja tip I wanted to leave your audience with. Love it. Love it. So now it's time to share your worst investment ever. And since no one ever goes into their worst investment thinking it will be, tell us a bit about the circumstances leading up to it and then tell us your story. Okay, well, I used to take my health for granted and I used to think that I could eat anything I wanted because I worked out and I could drink and party like a rock star on the weekends. So it would be like, I felt like the cat chasing the tail. It would be like, I'd eat healthy and work out all during the week. And then on the weekend, 
the cat would slip away. And Monday morning, I'd be like zeroed out again and chasing the cat by the tail because it was never true. You can't just eat anything you want because you work out if you want to be healthy. So I literally, I used to be a total pig on the weekends. I would go out with my then boyfriend at the time when I lived back East and we would have like a whole entree and we would share an entree and we'd have appetizers and we'd have drinks. And then this would continue all weekend, party, eat, party, eat. And it just wasn't working for me. And it was painful. It was really painful because every time, like if we were going away for the weekend or going to the beach and it was going to be summer, I'd have to go on all these crazy diets. And so I spent my whole life going on crazy diets where I'd go, oh my God, I'm going to just eat this protein shake. I'm going to have this cookie diet. I'm going to have only fruit before noon. So I tried every crazy diet. And what I found is that diets don't work long-term because in any diet, the first three letters are die. So nobody wants to do that. And deprivation sucks. Like nobody wants to be in deprivation constantly. It's the reason that I discovered my boss weight loss system, my six steps for permanent success was because of all the personal pain that I went through eating too much and then dieting and eating too much and then dieting, working out like a maniac. And I, didn't I wonder if there was a day, was there like a day that you kind of thought this is just this isn't working. Was there a day of, of awareness or when did it change for you? It just became painful for me. There's very painful points in my life where I can remember where I was like in the fitness industry, I was a fitness industry leader and people would look at me like, you're a workout person? Cause I like ate too much over the weekend. I had like one of those like burrito bellies go on or something. And they're like, I don't want to, you know, say anything, but they would say mm. something, you know, cause people just are, are mean. <laughs> but because of them, I'm grateful that I realized that what my plan was all or nothing wasn't working for me. And because I hit rock bottom of some of those painful comments that people would make guys out there, just so you know, never ask a woman if she's expecting, if you don't know if she is or not. Because that happens all the time to women. I know they tell me it's like a painful, mean thing to say, because if you don't know, don't ask. But anyhow, having gone through belly bloat, starving myself, painful comments, just snide remarks. I was just like, I've had enough. I'm smart enough. I'm going to figure this out and I'm going to help other people so that they don't have to go through all that up and down roller coaster of Diet and weight gain. Diet, mm. weight gain. It's painful. So how did you how did you figure it out? Because you know, I, the other thing I would like to know about is what you're talking about. In some ways, is that kind of binging on the weekends, you know, like, and then making up for it on the weekdays. It's so hard for me. Even I'm in pretty good shape, but man, at nighttime, I just it's endless that I could eat. Whereas at lunchtime. I'm pretty like, boom, I eat a pretty good meal. I usually take a little nap after lunch, but I'm not like wanting to continue to stuff my face. But at nighttime, it's so hard not to just binge. Well, it's, it's not uncommon. Your story isn't unusual. Food is one of the life's greatest pleasures. So we never want to take that away. I mean, it's harder to quit a, a food problem 
than heroin or cigarettes or cocaine because you still have to eat food. So you just need a system that works and somebody to explain it to you so that you can have a plan, you can be good at least 80% of the time, still enjoy your life and not have to be constantly like zeroing out every Monday mm. and making a resolution every year. That's painful. I'd say most New Year's resolutions have to do with health plans and most people are struggling. And I wanna help your audience right now yep. because we've all been locked up too close to our fridge. So when you're doing the plans that I do with my clients and I hold people really close to in the accountability department, then if you're on a meal plan and you're on a meal timing, then once eight o'clock is over, let's say you're eating from 12 to eight, not the whole time, but mm. your meals during that window, then there is no nighttime eating because you just can't do it because your window's over. Done. <laughs> story. That's great. So let's let me ask you before we move on. I just want to ask you the question of like, what did you learn from this experience? I mean, you're talking about a transformation. How would you summarize what you learned from this experience? Well, the simple thing for me was. You can't eat whatever you want, even though you work out. And I used to think so. I worked out a lot and it's just simply not true. You got to mm. really think of your body as your best investment ever. And you are what you eat and you just can't be like eating like a rock star, drinking like a rock star every weekend and think that you're going to be healthy because on Monday you're going to quit. Yeah. And if I think about what I take away from your story, and I'm not an expert in this area at all, but what I take away from it is the idea of building some moderation to try to build some rules or some structure and some moderation. And then that moderation of good food, consistent, you know, following a consistent plan, it sounds like that's probably the best way to do it as opposed to trying to starve yourself and binging and all of that stuff. Would you agree with that? Oh, Yeah. You have to have a plan that allows a little flexibility because life isn't like that. You know, you can't just be so black and white with your thinking and so all or nothing. So if I want to have some tequila on the weekend, I will, or some chocolate cake, mm -hmm. you know, nobody's perfect. I think there's always some wiggle room in your plan if you have a plan, but you just have to have a plan. And intermittent fasting is what's working for me. It's working for my clients. I have one client lose 40 pounds last year, another 25. I myself am maintaining a physique that I had in my 20s. Wow. And it's easy. <laughs> now, before I continue, for the listeners out there, I'm going to have links in the show notes so that you can find Lisa, whether that's on her LinkedIn or listening to the podcast or anything but I think you inspire me and you've got me already thinking about how I can reshape that. And you've got a new fan and follower. So now let me ask you, based upon what you learned from this transformation story, what one action would you recommend our listeners take to avoid suffering the same fate? There's a lot of people that need that one piece of advice. Oh, thank you so much for that question, because I really think that one step is the best way to go. Baby steps is the way to go. So what I think is that diets don't work. What you eat matters. When you eat matters. Proper nutrition is important. Having a strong immune system is important. 
having a great mindset is important, but just think about one baby step that you could take today. If it's important for you to have a strong immune system and to show up as a better boss, as a better leader, capable of being in the top 1%, all of that is possible for you. I help people become even more successful with even more energy levels because all of that is wrapped around lifestyle. So if you could pick one part of your lifestyle that you wanted to improve, I would say conquer that one step first and build upon that because lifestyle change and habit change is always best accomplished one step at a time because all that other crazy stuff of doing it all every new year's eve when you're drinking champagne isn't sustainable like if you're gonna wake up and be like i'm gonna run 20 miles a day (laughs) eat kale no carbs and sugar for me that's not sustainable so what i would say is pick one thing that you think you can consistently do whether it's intermittent fasting proper hydration of drinking half of your body weight in ounces of water daily, whether it's cutting down carbs and sugar and subsiding mostly on vegetables and protein and healthy fat, pick Mm. one thing, one change and get, see how you feel and message me. If you have any questions, I'm happy to help. Great. I love it. So for the listeners out there, what is your one thing? It could be the time of day that you're eating. It could be that what you're eating, it could be going out for a walk each morning. For me, that's kind of my keystone thing that I just say, get out the side and just go and walk no matter what. Pick your one thing and follow what Lisa's telling us. And that is take action on that one thing. Last question. What's your number one goal for the next 12 months? Oh, I love that question. <laughs> I would like to impact a million people to live longer, have a better quality of life, have a better lifestyle, be healthier, have a stronger immune system, and just realize that your health is your wealth and health and time are your diminishing assets. As we age, we have to really value it even more because so many people spend their whole life building their family and their business, and they don't take the time until it's too late to balance it out and have a work-life balance and be healthy too. Beautiful. Health and time. Those are diminishing assets. Make the most of them. All right, listeners, there you have it. Another story of loss to keep you winning. Remember to reduce risk in your life by going to myworstinvestmentever.com right now and downloading that risk reduction checklist. You may even want to see what I say about reducing risk in your health and areas of time and health. See how you measure up. As we conclude, Lisa, I want to thank you again for coming on the show. And on behalf of ASTOTS Academy, I hereby award you alumni status for turning your worst investment ever into your best teaching moment. Do you have any parting words for the audience? I would just say, invest in your health. It'll pay you back in dividends more than you can count on with the stock market. Just invest in your own health. Beautiful advice. And that's a wrap on another great story to help us create, grow, and protect our well fellow risk takers. This is your worst podcast host, Andrew Stotts, saying, I'll see you on the upside.